Hey everyone, thanks for joining us for Let's Talk Recovery, where we are real, raw, and relational. My name's Aaron, this is Caleb. We're just grateful to be with you guys today. Um, as we get started, we want to just ask you guys, check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, wherever you um, scroll, wherever you just consume your digital content, um, and give us lots of likes, shares, help us just uh, to spread what we do. Um, and uh, man, just to, to get the word out there, um, we also... Um, Man, just want to encourage you to check out Caleb's book, Pursuing Freedom, on Amazon. Um, it is, uh, man, it's just it'll change you, it'll change you from the inside out. And uh, yeah, in all honesty, speaking really of that, does. yeah, um, if you have been changed from the inside out, unlike Aaron, um, <laughs> uh, hey, if, if you do us a favor and go on to Amazon and leave that book a review, like oh I, yeah, like those uh, those those reviews make a difference, and I was noticing. Uh, not that I check out my own book on Amazon <laughs> from time to time, but I have like two two reviews. So like, if you've read that, there's one of my middle finger comments. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. There was one one star review, and I don't know where that came from. It's AS from Oklahoma. <laughs> anyway, um, but yeah, if you could go on there and, and leave it, if you've read that in the past, um, even if you didn't order it on Amazon, you just got it here at the church. Uh, if you could go on there and, and give it a five stars only five stars that's i've said to only five stars right now yeah but um you know if you don't think it's five stars i'm not asking you to lie but uh just don't leave it yeah just don't yeah you know mama said if you don't have nothing nice to say don't say anything at all so yeah. um yeah leave us a review and that'll help that'll help uh boost that thing a little bit heck yeah so um and uh man so if you uh, if you missed the last two weeks you know um and if your you know head's been under a rock you know we went through um Easter weekend, Holy Week, Passion Week, whatever you want to call it. And uh, so if uh, you're unfamiliar with what that is, um, while it's a, why it's a big deal to the church or any of those things, we want to encourage you to go back, check out the last two episodes um, where they just really focused on um, just some of that uh, basic theology. Um, nothing too deep, but uh, just uh, to reveal, because I know when I came into the church, a lot of that was lost on me. There was a lot of words. Like I had no idea what Good Friday was. Um, had Monday, no Thursday. Yeah. <laughs> Still uncertain about that one. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> the triumphant entry, like those things, I mean, I didn't know. And so we tried to just cover that, to give context, uh, to help you just to grow in your faith. Um, and so again, if you, if you missed those, go check it out. Yeah. And if you've missed anything over the last year, just go ahead while you're at it, you know, yeah, start from the check beginning. It out. Yeah. Um, really just, nothing will make sense unless you listen to them all. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Cause that's going to be like, well, fine. We'll listen to any of them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, go, go back, give us a listen, um, download them all at least. I mean, that bolsters statistics and all I yeah. care about is the numbers. That's right. And just play it in the background, turn the volume down or whatever yeah. it is you're, you know, and then, you know, vacuum or something and you're just doing work. Yeah, just feed our ego. That's right. Can't, that's please. really what this is about. <laughs> um, now that we're to the truth of it. Yeah. Um, but, uh, man, we are just, uh, man, today's going to be a good day. It's a good topic. Um, it is. It is. Um, so I'm going like to let it. Caleb introduce it. He came up with it, and it was off something you were reading, right? Book you're reading? Well, it's. Uh, I read a book because um, I wanted to, to learn more about what this is about. But, uh, but yeah, this is something that's been kind of – I've been, it's been stewing for a little bit because, you know, a lot of the guys in our house kind of, you know, as they were adjusting to life in a house with some guys, you know, they're starting to, to hit against the kind of that euphoric, oh, we're doing something fun and, and cool, and that's kind of wearing off, and now you're – they're hitting kind of the real, uh, the real truth of life, and you know, I can start to hear some frustrations come through and some struggles. And I was thinking, you know, 
this is a, this is a good opportunity to develop what we're talking about today, which is grit. And I'm not talking about sandpaper. I'm talking about grit. This what what I mean by that is um, just kind of that determined perseverance to to push on, to push through things when they get hard and they get tough. Um, I think sometimes we we uh, especially in recovery, when people are, are dealing with recovery, there's there's a lot of times where you're gonna. Um, run into to, to hardships and to things that are going to test your patience and test that perseverance and test your resolve to stay focused on your goals and that's where grit comes in what we would call grit and it's it's not just unique to recovery there's actually um it's a pretty common uh, thing that gets talked about <coughs> in um you all know i do uh, triathlon and endurance circles there's uh, they they talk about that kind of stuff a lot they actually you know put out information about how to to develop more because that's as I said, when you get into it, the endurance world and you go into especially longer distance events that are, you know, five plus hours long, you're going to have to develop some mental toughness. Yeah, you know, and uh, grit used to be, man, really uh, a staple in American culture. You know, when you go yeah. back um, and, and you look at um, what it meant to be an American um gr- grit was it like that <laughs> determination that the perseverance just to man to push forward at, at all cost um i mean that's that's one of the things that that built this country um one of the things that made it great is everyone was you know coming over here um i mean of course they were coming to a place that um was untamed you know when you look at the wild west um those types of things it was that grit determination um that man just shaped and, and molded us um you know you look at the um, Second World War, too. I mean, yeah. it was just like, oh, man, this, uh, what did Japan say? We've awoken the, the sleeping giant. The sleeping yeah. giant. Um, and just the way the, the country came together and, and did things that um, people didn't think was impossible. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, I mean, all, all through our, our culture, this, this was it. This is who we were um, until recently. Um, but I mean, at least the last two decades, mm-hmm. this has been lost. It it probably really started happening, um, unfortunately, probably you know back in the seventies, yeah, <laughs> uh, where this was just kind of like fading into the background, um, and we've went from grit to snowflakes, and um, <laughs> yeah. and so this this is lost. I mean, when I. It's the thing I try to instill in my kids against culture. It's the thing I try to instill with men that I mentor. Again, going against culture because it's uh, we're in a throwaway type of culture. I give up. This is hard. Um, I want the easy way. Just give me my gold star. I'll move on. Um, and and we've lost all of this. Everybody bails out and just abandons ship immediately. Um, and it's it's disheartening. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not who we're called to be. Um, you know, it's uh, in, I'm not saying as Americans, but as Christians. I mean, we're we're meant to, to to push against all odds and and to continue again, just to man to, to carve out our existence here. And then it goes back to the fall. You know, when Adam and Eve fell. I mean, God said, "Hey, it's gonna be hard for you. Yeah. <laughs> Persevere. Yeah. Um, good luck." <laughs> Pushed us out of the garden like a mama bird, you know, cast her young out of the nest and says, have at it. Yeah. Um, but it's just, uh, I see so many people today, especially, um, and I'll go to men. I mean, obviously, I mentor men more than women um, because of obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I see it's, it's so lost on young men today. It especially. is. Especially. Yeah. 
No, I mean, that's, you know, if again, if you go back and listen to all of our episodes, you're going to hear me rail on the state of manhood in America yeah. today m- multiple times because of this, because we don't persevere. We decide, well, it's tough. I can't, you know, it's like, no, as a man, I mean, I, you know, and I'm not going to speak to the, the female experience because, you know, I haven't identified everyone here as of late. Um, that's next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, apparently that's a thing we can do nowadays, but, um, uh, but as a man, you know, it, that that is, it, it, and as much as culture tries to push against the, the masculine tropes that we're, we've all grown up with, like there's there's value in a lot of those things that we, you know, me and you were raised uh, more with, and than this culture is raised with, and that's one of those things is that yeah, you know what, as a man, you should be tough, you should persevere, you should put up with. Because like you know, I was talking about that is it's such a part of our culture DNA like in our history as Americans. I mean, you were talking about you know coming over. You think about how there's like a hundred, you know, initial uh, settlers that you know that came, the pilgrims that came, and I mean you know loaded up on a boat for the you know for a 30 day some odd trip across an ocean you know, and it's not like this was the Carnival cruise ship you know this was yeah. <laughs> and and and. Uh, you know, landed in the middle of the winter, um, you know, and, and somehow survived. Uh, some of them did, not all of them. <laughs> and, you know, and those people, you know, what motivated those people to do that was the ability to exercise their their freedom, their, their, their religion, the way they wanted to, you know, their Christian faith. Um, yeah, I, we're hard pressed to, uh, uh, you know, Christians to, to even, you know, push back against the culture nowadays, yeah. let alone get on a boat and then sail into the unknown for 30 days so we can, you know, be free to practice our faith. Um, but yeah, so, uh, but yeah, especially as men, like I said, to, to stand up and, and to, to stand against the storm, to, to weather the blows, um, man, that, that is something that is lost on a, on a generation that we have. And it's something that we definitely need. And we, you know, one of the, the, um, uh, uh, sayings that we've we've I don't know who said it initially but we've said it a bunch of times is that you know tough men make good times and good times make soft men and soft men make tough times and we're definitely into that soft men make tough yeah. times now um, or at least the beginnings of them so so yeah so we're going to talk about our grit and what it means um, you know what it what it's about what do we need to do uh, to develop some of that and um, how it relates to, to our recovery, not only just a recovery journey, but life and our Christian oh, yeah. journey for sure. So, um, so the first thing that we need to do, and I've said this a number of times, but uh, I'll say it again here, is that we're going to understand that living out your Christian life is going to be tough. Okay, it's not uh, as some people might try to sell you. It's not your best life now. Well, that's the one I signed on to. Yeah. <laughs> um, and uh, I read the book, you know, yeah. and so what do you what do you mean? How's that working out for you? Yeah, what do you mean that um, being, being a Christian is going to be tough because I'm supposed to get everything I want now. My that's life right. is supposed to be perfect now. Um, and when I gave my life to Jesus, I was supposed to become a 10 too, and I'm still a little <laughs> thick around my midsection and have high blood pressure, so. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I miss that verse, for those verses yeah. in the Bible where it tells you that. Yeah, well, they're they're there. <laughs> You're just reading the wrong Third Bible. Third Timothy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy, yeah. Um, yeah, so, so, 
Th th that's, you know, if you couldn't tell, Aaron was being sarcastic. So maybe this is your first day listening to our podcast. <laughs> we speak in sarcasm a lot. Oh, yeah. Um, that was a lot of sarcasm. Um, and, and somewhere, so so American ha America has Americanized Christianity, which is we've taken, you know, just like we've Americanized food, you know, you taken something that was good and healthy for you. We will not bash food <laughs> on this podcast. We obviously don't bash food like in our real lives. So. <laughs> but, um, you know, you, we, we, you know, we over sugar it, over fat it, over salt it. And then Which reminds me, there is a Chinese food truck now parked in the church parking oh, lot. Oh, that's great. During lunch. So Luckily, I that's delicious. not a temptation for me. <sighs> it is for me. And there's a Mexican food truck, so I'm thinking about two lunches today. So. Getting extremely ethnic food. Yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm not one to complain. I had a Brahms uh, biscuit, and that's my first time to try Brahms breakfast. was on the way over today, so... Was all right. I'm not a biscuit fan, but that was all they had, so. Well, you got to get the grande burrito. <laughs> so you get the grande burrito, and you can get it with bacon. It's got little hash browns, which are really just, uh, what are those called? Tater tots. Tater tots. Yeah, tater tots, but they put jalapenos in it, some uh, egg. They have a really good breakfast burrito. So obviously food is a thing for us, but... Uh, <laughs> I don't but remember what we were talking about. We were about, talking about how we've Americanized Christianity. Oh, yes. So basically what we've done is we've taken it. We've, <coughs> we've we, you know, just we're trying to take all the, the, the tough stuff out of it and put all the pleasurable stuff in it. And um, yeah. and that's what we've done uh, with the, the Christian message is that we've taken it and we've said, okay, <coughs> if you become a Christian, then life becomes good and God's going to give you all the, the blessings that you you deserve. You know, yeah. Jesus, Jesus, you know, did all this for you. And it's all about you, and that's the most American message we can have: is it's yep. you and you and you and your comfort and your blessings and your. Um, that's not if you actually read the Bible, that's not what happened. That's not what happened to the disciples. That's not what happens throughout history. So I'm not the main character. No, it's actually about <laughs> Jesus. I would put you back, point you back towards our last two episodes. God, that's weird. <laughs> yeah. So it's about Jesus and God and um, the fulfillment of His plan and vision, not the fulfillment of your plan and vision. Hmm. And so, um, while God does bless us. Um, God doesn't owe us anything, and we have this idea that we're owed. You know, the God's this big, you know, cosmic candy machine that if I, if I say the right words and push A3, it's going to give me what you know, the, what I want. That's not what it's about. Christian life is not about us. Um, it's not about blessing us. It's not about us, you know, having our best life now. It's about us living out the purpose that God has and the God has for our world. We're we're just we're just players in this thing. We're not the main characters. We're we're bit players, and we're we're meant to live out His purpose, um, to fulfill His goal for the redemption of mankind. That's that's our role, and so with that comes uh, trials and tribulations and persecutions. And I mean, if you're living out your faith, uh, is it Tim Keller? He he, uh, he wrote a really good book called The Reason for God. Um, he said, if you um, are always being persecuted for your faith, you're a jerk. If you're never being persecuted for your faith, you're a coward. Mm -hmm. And so, I mean, and I, I know a lot of us probably fall into the second part of that, myself included sometimes for sure. But oh, I can see you have something to say. <laughs> you kind of fall into both. I don't know how you manage. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, no, I'm a jerk for different reasons, not because. <laughs> um, but apparently I do too. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but so, so. As far as determining perseverance is you got to understand that 
you know, first you got to have that perspective to like, listen, you can't be taken aback or caught off guard when, when life doesn't work out for you because you have this idea, this misconception in your mind that, well, I accepted Jesus, so everything's supposed to be sunshine and rainbows now. It's not, no, your car still breaks down. Yeah. You still have relational issues. You still have the same struggles, maybe even more so because we've, you know, um, decided to follow a path that isn't always the most, you know, financially successful or it pushes you know especially today if you actually live out your faith it pushes directly against the culture and so that's gonna that's gonna create strife for you with you know friends and family um, th those things are gonna happen and you have to have that idea before you even go into it so then when it does happen you're not like oh, I can't believe that this happened to me I'm a Christian I go to church every Sunday and I was told by that good-looking TV pastor that I, I'm supposed to it's supposed to work out for me now yeah. you know that's uh, reminds me of um, speaking of the endurance world there was a there's a female triathlete her name was Chrissy Wellington she's the only female to be undefeated at Ironman like any Ironman event she did she was always she never lost which is incredible um, but she talked about uh, uh, that she would do visualization before her races and um, one of the things she would do is she would visualize f getting a flat tire on the bike, you know, and she would visualize herself going through the process of changing and all that stuff. And so uh, one of her world championships that she competed in, that happened. She had a, she had a flat and, um, you know, wasn't, it didn't throw her into a tizzy because she, she had visualized this moment mul multiple times, you know, and she gets on, gets off her bike, changes her tire, uh, and then goes on and, and rides and ends up winning. Um, it just actually made her more angry because, <laughs> which is how I probably would react. I was just like, oh, I'm going to take this on everybody else because, you know, this, this, I can't believe this happened. But, um, you know, yeah, she ended up, she, she was like, I can't remember how much time she lost while she was doing that, but she ended up blowing away um, everybody on the bike ultimately by the time they got to the end because, you know, she was prepared. She was yeah. prepared for that, for adversity when it hit her. Um, and so Philippians uh, 3, 12, 14, this is um, one of my more favorite verses, is, uh, says, this is Paul, it says, I don't mean to say that I've already achieved these things or that I have already reached perfection, but I press on to possess that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focus on this one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead and press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, is calling us. And so he's, you know, he's just talking about, again, persevering, pushing through um, the strife and the struggle that he's living out now. Uh, Paul had it pretty good, you know, relatively speaking back in the day because he was a, he was on the, the a religious leader and then he abandoned all that to, to follow Christ. And, and um, I mean, his life was just persecution and struggle after that. Um, yeah. Um and you know Paul. Paul was. I mean, he was <laughs> ultimately martyred. Um, <laughs> but before that, you know, you look at a man. He uh, he, he was. Uh, he described himself as the Pharisee of Pharisees. You know, and uh, a true Hebrew if there ever was one. And and here's the guy who um, who then became a Christian. Um, and he was from the respected class of Jewish culture, and willingly went into. Um, the persecuted class <laughs> of Jewish culture yeah. to reach Gentiles who 
did not like Jews. <laughs> and um, again, I mean, he was he was beaten, he was imprisoned, um, and, and ultimately killed for his faith. And then, you know, we as Christians um, today in America really do have this mindset of, you know, that it's it's going to be, you know, just all rainbows, you know, when we give in. And, and you know, there's, there's two truths here. One, life is ultimately better um, surrendered to Jesus Christ. It is. But that doesn't mean that hard times or hard things go away. Um, they're easier to navigate. I mean, if you're you're fully devoted and committed. Um, but the thing that we miss in our culture today is, um, you know, the fact God's word is very clear. You know, um, take, take up your cross, right? Um, the cross was... An, an instrument of torture. Um, it, it wasn't something that they, you know, um, I said this the other night in a Bible study, you know, they weren't hanging it off their camels like we hang it off our rearview mirrors today, yeah. like a little tiny cross. <laughs> no, like that was that was not something um, that um, was pleasurable. Uh, I mean, they wouldn't view it how we view it today. They weren't getting cross tattooed on their necks and, you know, <laughs> backs and all that. Uh, so take up your cross. It, it meant something that we, we've now lost, this translation. Um, you're talking um, brutal. It was a brutal torture device. Um, um, and not to say that our life is supposed to be brutal as Christians, um, but to, to say, oh, man, this is supposed to be easy. And then to die to self. I mean that that's God's word's clear. Die to yourself. Um, okay, so death death is taking up your cross and dying is is and we we somehow translate that into like Caleb said earlier our best life now. Uh, I mean, come on now. Um, yeah. Again, better better. I mean, I would take I, I say this all the time. I would take one day on this side um, of of my salvation than ten thousand on the other. Um, I mean, I, I would do that over and over and over again. Um, and but there's there's still going to be things that we face, and then we look at every one of Jesus's disciples. <laughs> um, only one of them escaped being martyr- martyred, um, but he, they he still really attempted close. it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they, they boiled him in he oil. Did his best. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, so wasn't like he uh, you know got a free pass there. Um, and so you know, just time and time again, um, you know, we have all these examples of selfless sacrifice among those who who knew Jesus walked with him and followed him but that's not for us you know it's just that that yeah. that was then that was then um no I can't uh, be expected to be you I, know yeah. challenged for <laughs> yeah. my faith now no yeah I do love what Caleb said even though I've already forgotten it um, <laughs> so impactful the the tim keller um oh yeah if if you uh if you're always persecuted for your faith you're a jerk if you are never persecuted for your faith you're a coward yeah i mean i don't, I don't know about you i mean in, in all honesty even though i forgot it like immediately i mean i knew the gist of it i just couldn't say it word for word that's impactful to me yeah because um, i look back i'm like when am i persecuted for what i believe um and i'm i'm a pastor i get up on a platform all the time and um you know the things i get persecuted for are typically not um my beliefs um it's because i'm a jerk <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah um and so um we we step into this and you know we we pursue the things of god that's what we're called to do not pursue our self-interest um, um self-fulfillment but to pursue the things of god and again and it's all for um it's all for god's glory you know i know when we were kids at least when i was a kid um or in my circles you know I don't know. I mean, it's like there's always that. Uh, what's the meaning of life? 
you know, type of conversation would, would come up periodically. And as somebody who wasn't a believer and not in the church, you know, um, you know, I always uh, felt like a great philosopher, you know, pondering that, yeah. uh, especially when I was smoking way too, too much pot and doing way too many <laughs> drugs as a teenager. Um, but, um, and it was like this, uh, to me then, I mean, I, I just remember it was a question without answer. Well, it has an answer. Um, it's very clear. It's written out in scripture. And uh, the meaning of life is to bring glory to God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's there. It's been there all along. And, uh, and that was, that was a profound, um, thing for me to realize, um, later on as an adult that, uh, yeah, it's, it's just, it's been right there in front of us the whole time. God was very clear about it. Um, and very clear what he's called us to do in, in none of it. None of that is about me. Um, it's it's all about him. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, and that's that's the thing, and that's where you know the American Christian faith, which is again not it's we've we've strayed very far from you know the kind of the biblical the point there. But that's we really have to get back to that is to go. This isn't about me. This is about Christ and, and the glory of God and, and living that out. And um, you know, then maybe if we were to get that way, we would be a lot less concerned about, you know, what kind of music we play at church or, you know, the donuts aren't to my liking or the, you know, whatever, all this nonsense that we argue about. And that's, you know, back to that same quote, how many times, how often are we persecuted for our faith? Well, you know, never. We'll, we'll, we'll take stands on, you know, like I said, what kind of, well, the, the music's too loud or, I don't think we should be, you know, we should get donuts from this place or we should, you know, we'll argue about these little non-consequential things, but we won't show up to our school board meetings and argue against the culture that's that's teaching our kids things that, that are just anathema to, to our, our faith or we won't, you know, take a stand at work against, you know, things that are being um, pushed down our throats or, you know, and so on and so forth and, and um because because that's that's tough. We don't want to do that. We don't want to, you know. We don't want to get called names. We don't want to take a, a hard stand. So um, we don't want to offend anybody. That's right. We don't want to offend anybody. We don't want to, you know, people think less of us or call us, you know, those next names. And um, but that's that's not what, you know. And we, we don't go out of our way to do that. But we don't just let lay down and take it either. That's not what we're called to do. So one of my other favorite passages in the Bible is the Second Corinthians four chapter 4 verse 7 to 10 it says this we we now have this light shining in our hearts talking about salvation but we ourselves are like fragile uh, clay jars containing this great treasure this makes it clear that our great power is from god and not from ourselves and this is the real my real favorite part of this we are pressed on every side by troubles but we are not crushed we are perplexed but not driven to despair we are hunted down but never abandoned by god we get knocked down but we are not destroyed through suffering our bodies continue to share in the death of jesus so that the life of jesus may also be seen in our bodies so yeah there's nothing about that that sounds like american christianity no, no. <laughs> i mean it, it does kind of remind me of that song i get knocked down but i get that's up the again. wrong song yeah. yeah don't listen to that song <laughs> please <laughs> The whole chorus, yeah, that's not good. Um, <laughs> that's more about being inebriated, so. Um, <laughs> leave it to Aaron to, to derail, you know. But, um, 
but yeah, so so in that verse, when what is, again, this is just what we were talking about. It's talking about we're we're persecuted and we're crushed, we're pressed up against against on all sides because of the, our faith and, and the belief that we have in Jesus Christ. And why are we, you know, and what's the point of that? Is so Jesus can be glorified and not us. And so, back to the to our original point here. So number one, to to kind of develop that grit, that perseverance, is understand that. Life is gonna is still gonna be hard. Just just because you're a Christian doesn't mean things are gonna get better. And actually, if we actually live out our faith, in some cases it may kind of be worse, especially from a social cultural standpoint where we're at today. It it should be more of a struggle for us yeah. because there's a lot for us to push against nowadays than there used to be. Um, yeah, and, you know this passage, Second uh, Corinthians, you know, it was written by Paul. Um, it was written to the church in Corinth and. You know, the first letter, you know, 1 Corinthians kind of addressed some sin in the church. Um, and 2 Corinthians, um, here we have the follow-up and everything. Um, but one of the things it was addressing was, you know, in, in Corinth, it was kind of like a cultural hub. There was a lot of sin, a lot of influence, all of this. And um, so he's writing it to a group of believers that are facing this um, this persecution, this opposition to their beliefs because the way that they're living is in stark contrast to the world around them. Now, we even have the benefit here in America, like um, even though we've moved into a post-Christian culture, um, the West is still heavily, heavily influenced by um, um, what Jesus has done, right? Christian culture. So uh, we're not even standing in the type of opposition that the Corinthians would have been standing right. in, and still we fold. Um, so when we read this, I mean, to really, I mean, you're, you're talking about two extremes here that we can't even fathom or comprehend. And, and he, this this is what Paul's encouraging them with through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit. Um, and then it's just like, somebody might think I'm weird. That, that yeah. That's the extent of, of what we face here. Um, I mean, nobody's going to kill you, um, beat you to death. Get thrown in the, the Colosseum with the lions for entertainment for yeah. the, the Romans. <laughs> I mean. <laughs> or, as, you know, for the uh, the gladiators to kill as, uh, you know, the fodder there. Yeah. Yeah. Or, uh, you know, nobody's making a street lamp out of you either. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> yeah. um, and if you don't know that reference, man, look it up. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, uh, I mean, so, I mean, just to read that, it's so important, I mean, when you're, reading God's word to, to try to get the context of, of who he was addressing, why he was addressing, what was taking place in their world then, and then compare it to ours. And, um, man, hopefully it makes you feel like crap a little bit and be like, man, I'm such a wussy. <laughs> I, I just, I can't even speak up because, you know, somebody may, uh, you know, think less of me maybe yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I mean, and the whole the whole point of that is what we're getting at here is that you know is to stop to stop shying away from these things. You know, stop shying away from the difficulties of life and just and, you know and just understand that they're going to come. You know, it's going to come. You're going to be confronted, and you're going to have to to make a decision on on you know where am I going to take a stand on things. Um, you know, there's the, those kinds of things where you just have to like say culturally where you know it's like you're going to have a direct confrontation with you know where your faith, you, you're, you're going to have to accurately re represent your faith, and are you going to choose to do it or not? And then there's other things that happen, you know, like I said, the car's going to continue to break down. You're still going to have to pay your bills. You know, financially, you're going to maybe struggle from time to time because of job loss or that kind of thing. Like, you don't get a special benefit or umbrella or blessing um, that says that the rest of your, you know, these things in your life that are going wrong for everybody else are, aren't going to go wrong for you. That's not just because you're Christian. That's not what the Christian faith says that's not a biblical that's not a biblical take and if you're 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 you know listening to 
a pastor or anybody, you know, any sort of Christian, quote unquote, Christian leader that tells you that stuff, you need to stop listening to them because that's not biblical at all. Um, so that leads us to the next thing, which is, uh, this is a phrase we use in the military all the time. It, it's to, uh, you want to improve your grit, you're going to have to embrace the suck. So uh, what that means, we used to, like, so we say that in the army when you're out in the field and it's raining on you and it's cold and it's just, you're just out there and there's nothing you can do about it. You just, you just embrace it. You yeah, just well, that's say, when you just grab and moan. Yeah. Because yeah. that, well, you know, this is a conversation I have with my, um, my now 9-year-old daughter who has decided that uh, crying is the best response to anything that doesn't go her way. So, I, you know, I get grounded, I'm going to cry. I get told to pick up after myself, I'm going to cry. If I... Man, what a fun season of life. Oh, it's it's enjoyable. I can't wait to the teenage years. Um, but uh, so, so, so I'm trying to explain to, you know, we're trying to teach her that, um, you know, to that this isn't change anything and you're not helping yourself by doing this having this reaction and so so the other day what was it maybe yesterday i can't remember she, she's expecting a, a package she she had saved some money and ordered something off of you know her mom ordered something off amazon and it was supposed to be delivered and, and my daughter has the memory of an elephant when it comes to anything that's going to benefit her she was she's like I know that this, you know, I know that I ordered this, you know, thing and it's, it's supposed to show up at this time and this day and, um, it was supposed to show up, but her, I guess the, the day got confused or whatever. Anyway, she gets home from school. She's like, is it here? And she goes out to the, the mailbox. It's not there. And she's like, did you get a package? I'm like, no, I didn't get a package. So what's what does she do? She starts to cry. And I'm like, Ariana, <laughs> I didn't take my dad voice. Ariana, now that you have cried, did your package arrive? Is it here now? Did that change anything? No. Okay, then. This isn't, you know, and so we're trying to explain to her. It's like, listen, this is, this reaction doesn't change anything, you know. So moaning about it, complaining about it, if it's not going to change your situation, it, it's not going to benefit you. That's what, that's what a brace of suck is. It's, so there's many a times, like I said, we're out in the field. You're out. <clears throat> we would have to be out in the you know the woods and the training thing and it'd be you know 40 degrees and you're laying out there in the early morning staring out to the woods in a defensive position you know part of your training case just in case your you know your area got attacked and it's raining on you and you can just it's like i can feel bad about this <laughs> and make myself feel miserable or not i mean because it's not going to change there's nothing i can do right now that's going to change the situation as far as how i feel if i complain about it moan about it it's not going to improve my situation it's i don't just know did you ever try crappy. to go cry at your co <laughs> no that would have see now that would have made my situation worse <laughs> maybe i mean you never tried it so you don't know oh i know and <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah so uh you know if if you're going through something and and there's nothing in the moment that you can do to fix it and you know and this is what this is a, a point of emphasis that we have in our program and, and pursuing freedom of the book is like if you can't i mean to take action right so to do something to change your situation and so you know if there is something you can actively do to change that situation by all means do that thing but if there's not don't sit there and wallow in it either. Just, no. man, this is what it is. You know, just own it. Just, uh, this is what I'm going through right now. This sucks. Um, but there's nothing I can do about it other than just to keep moving. So 
I'm just gonna keep doing that. And I'm gonna just try to have the best outlook I can as possible about this situation. Uh, because like we just talked about in the first, the first point is that things are gonna suck sometimes. And that's just the way it is. There's no getting around it. So if there's not, um, that, that was a thing, you know, uh, I was in the Army for, I was in the Army National Guard for six years. And so that meant every month I had to go do training once a month and I mean I got to a place where I just hated hated it I was just like this is awful every as it was coming up I was just like oh this I gotta go again this stinks and you know and I, and I remember distinctly there was one weekend I was going to to training and I was thinking you know I have to go like contractually like yeah. <laughs> unless I want to spend time in jail <laughs> breaking rocks at Fort Leavenworth I can't <laughs> stop going to this thing and I was like, man, I might as well just, you know, it's a, you know, just kind of depending. It's it's a Saturday and a Sunday or a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. It's like it's just a, it's just a couple of days. I might as well stop being miserable about it. There's not gonna, just, I'm not gonna stop. You know, I have to go. And af after that, like, I mean, what a difference it made. I mean, I still didn't wasn't the most enjoyable thing I wanted to do with my weekend, but uh, just for me personally, my my attitude and just how I was around everybody and everything got so much better because I just stopped wallowing in it and just, it is what it is. I'm just gonna go and I'm gonna do this and then I'll be done. You know, it's not gonna be fun, but I'm gonna get through it and you know, go on, go on about my day and my life. And so, you know, you just have to embrace the suck sometimes. Yeah, um, and um, you know, I think yeah, we see a lot of people too come into, um, like they're, they're ready for that life change and you know, they, they've brought into what we talked about in the first part that, man, it's this everything's going to be better now. Everything's going to be perfect. Um, and then it's it's not. And then they don't want to accept, man, there's just going to be some difficulties in life. And, and one of the things we lose sight of, too, is uh, maybe you, you've lived this way for, you know, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years, however long you got this investment. And you just you just think, man, overnight, man, my circumstances should change. Um, and, and that's not going to be the case. Uh you, you've got to accept there's there's going to be difficulties. You, you've sown seed, bad seed sometimes. You've got to deal with weeds. Um, and then on the outside of that, man, the world's just broken. It's no matter what. You, you could have lived your life um, just perfectly. And you, you are not going to go through without facing difficulty, hurt, hardship of some kind anyways. And sometimes you just have to accept that that's, that's just what happens. That's just a part of of living in uh, a fallen world and, and push forward again have some grit persevere um embrace this up yeah um oh yeah uh, you know in, in terms of recovery you know definitely you're gonna you're gonna face this and you gotta because when you're trying to stop doing whatever it is you're struggling with that's the thing you've been using to cope with whatever these 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 times of difficulty that's usually the thing that you've been you know your struggle whether it's alcohol drugs food, whatever, that's what you usually go to to make yourself feel better. And so if you're going to be trying to give that up, you're going to experience that at a whole new level than you had previously, because now you're going to have to face those those difficult times, those stressful times without anything to make you feel better. And so um, just know that's coming. And so know that when you feel that, that, you know, um, that's your 
accept the challenge, right? You're just like, okay, here it comes. Man, this is bad, but I'm going to make it through. I'm going to show how tough I am. I mean, like you can change your perception of that thing by embracing it, by accepting the challenge, you know, accepting the, the difficult times head on, understand they're coming and then understand that when they do come, you're like, okay, this is, this is where I'm going to struggle and, and, and I'm going to face it this way. I'm going to choose how I'm going to, to face this thing versus just, you know, trying to submit it to or subdue it with you know chemicals or whatever i was just reading or i was watching a video where um i was it was like a neuro uh psychologist or something i can't some some scientist somewhere on something was talking about one of the things um that they have found with people who uh do really well sticking with um like physical training um one of the, the keys to that is that they they almost get to they get to a place where they enjoy the pain of the training and that's how um, because they understand that 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 is um, I know it sounds sadistic kind of but <laughs> that's how they stick with it is that even though they're uncomfortable they almost find pleasure in the uncomfort uh, the the discomfort because they know of it's making them better and um, that's how we have to be sometimes and that's the other part of embracing the suck is that realize that sucks the, the the suck makes you stronger right going through trials and tribulations makes you a stronger person it helps you to deal with more difficult problems it helps you to deal with more difficult people i know as a you know somebody who's been in um, church ministry for a while and i've served in um, been in a lot of leadership positions is that the leadership issues that i'm, I'm able to navigate now are only because of the difficulties I've had in leadership in the past. Um, and that's, you know, going at the time, I didn't, you know, want to, you know, you don't want to deal with those things, but yeah, but by, by, but by persevering and dealing with those things, it, you know, helps me to become, you know, be a better leader than I was in the past. Um, I know like, uh, since we're going to stick with the, uh, been sticking with the triathlon thing, I know, so I, you know, I did a couple years ago. I did Ironman, which was, if you're not familiar with that, it's a, it's a crazy thing people do. Um, it's a, it's a 2.4 mile swim, 112 mile bike ride, and then a marathon run, all back to back, right? And um, ever since doing that, uh, and I made mine more difficult because I crashed my bike <laughs> between mile 20 and 30, and so I have, uh, I had a really bad uh, elbow injury and hip injury, and went on to finish it and I know ever since then that anytime I'm you know trying to, to work out and I'm not feeling it or um, going through any kind of struggle I can I think back to myself if I completed this this other thing that was just this much tougher if I can do that I can do this and and so um, you know and completing an Ironman was was definitely embracing the suck because it was a very painful day for me yeah. but um, um but through that, it's it's made me stronger. I've come out of it. I'm able to, to, to persevere and put up with things that I probably would have given up on a lot sooner um, had I not done something like that. So, yeah. Um, and so, um, one of the things that um, Caleb kind of touched on there is we need to realize the suck makes you stronger. Um, you know, he's he's better for having gone through that. We're better for having gone through the things that we got to go through. Um, you know, Paul said this in Romans 5, 3 through 5. He says, we can rejoice too when we run into problems and trials, um, which, you know, again, in our Americanized version of Christianity, it's like, what, what did you say? <laughs> no, no, that, that's not in my Bible. Um, but 
here it is. We can rejoice when we run into problems and trials. It's not in so, the message version. Yeah, wow. Well, yeah. <laughs> so, so apparently, apparently, the, the problems and trials are still there because here, here Paul is, he's, he's addressing people who have bought into the faith. And he's saying, hey, you're, you're going to face this, but rejoice in it, for we know that they help us develop endurance. And endurance develops strength of character, and character strengthens our confident hope of salvation. And uh, I like this. So, you know, problems and trials, um, one, they reveal our need for God and our dependence on God. Um, I look back at my life, and if everything had just been perfect from the beginning, um, I would have had a really hard time personally. I don't know about you, um, even identifying that there was a creator God that loved me. Um, and that may not be your story, but that was mine. I mean, if everything had been great... I wouldn't have realized that how, how desperately I needed him. Um, and that's, that's one of the things that the reason today, nobody's going to convince me there's not a God. Nobody's going to convince me that this is all, you know, hocus pocus or whatever. Because, like, now nah, I've, I've been in the, the thick of it and um, I've, I've been desperate um, for God to move in my life. And he did. And it's it's... Man, it strengthened my, my hope of salvation, my recognition that there's a God. And it goes on, and this hope will not lead to disappointment, for we know how dearly God loves us because he's given us the Holy Spirit to fill our hearts with his love. Um, and just because, and just in case you're like, man, yeah, but Paul probably got it wrong, um, and this is just a one-off. Here we have James, which is a different person than Paul, um, if you didn't know that, half-brother of Jesus. Um, so, like, um, him and Jesus were probably pretty tight. You know, they grew up together. Uh, um, and uh, he said this, dear brothers and sisters. Now, James is, is addressing Christians. You know, Paul addressed Roman Christians, right, Gentiles. Um, James is a, addressing, like, Jewish Christians, you know, on the other side of it. And he says, dear brothers and sisters. And so, by dear brothers and sisters, we know these are believers with James. When troubles of any kind come your way, what? I mean, they're they're yeah. going to come your way. When they do, consider it an opportunity for great joy. Hmm, this sounds an awful lot like what Paul was saying over here in Romans. Um, for we know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. And when your endurance is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete, needing nothing. It's almost like those trials, the trouble that we try to shy away from, develop us into the people that God's called us to be. Making us, what, stronger in our faith. Stronger in, in just this our belief in, in our pursuit of God, and, and yet we we run away from these things. We we give up, throw our hands up, and we need to realize they make us stronger. These things make us stronger. Yeah, you know one of um, one of my favorite books I've read is uh, it's called uh, The Dream Giver by Bruce Wilkinson, and um, he's also the guy who uh, wrote The Prayer of Jabez. We've heard of that one. Um, both good books, and. Um, in that book, he talks about, uh, he starts kind of with this allegory, and he's, he's talking about um, this, his main character. Anyway, he's trying to fulfill the, the, the call God has on his life, and, he, and he's going through this, this journey, and he arrives at this, this place, and he's, he feels that this place it looks vaguely familiar to him, and he realizes that it's this place, you know, it's his dream, it's, his, it's what he's, you know, the where God has called him to, but it's, it's kind of trashy, right? And it's like, and he's in, in the story, you know, <coughs> the, the point Bruce is making, and, and this is what, you know, kind of the character of God tells this character, he says, listen, this is your, you're going to have to make it look like your dream. You're going to have to go through the process of, of working to make it look like 
what I've called you to. And then after he's done that, and he feels like, oh, I've arrived, then the, the dream giver, God, in the story calls this character. He says, okay, now it's time to move on to this new one, this bigger one, this more of a challenge. And that's, that's the thing. It's that the, in, like, just like in the story, this is what God does with us. Is, and I've talked about it before, is that God puts us through these, you know, we, we go through these situations to, to develop, to, so we can continue to live on our purpose, live out our purpose, and to grow into the person that God has, wants us to be. You know, Paul says that also in the Bible is that, you know, he, he continuously is pressing on, he's continuously pursuing perfection, knowing that he's never going to attain it while we're on this side of this, you know, the, of the ground. And um, that's what we're called to do. And, and if we, it's, it's only when we stop, it's only when we settle that we stop facing, you know, struggles. And, but, but when we do that, we, we also stop becoming the person that God wants us to be. And so when we do face those trials and tribulations, man, it's, it's bad when we're going through it, but we're so much better for it when we come out the other side. Which leads me to my last, our last point is that most things we want are on the other side of discomfort. And that's, you know, we always hear that saying, you know, nothing worth having is, um, is free, right? Basically, or what is it, how's it go? can't remember what the saying is but yeah you just don't get you know nothing yeah nothing worth having is free excuse me meaning that you're gonna have to work for it you know and most of the stuff that we want you know if we want to have you know financial success or we want to have a good family or a good marriage none of that stuff just happens all that stuff happens because we work at it you know um my my let's see we're my wife and I are about to, oh, this is a bad time for me to blank how many years we're, I think it's 21. I think we're going to be married 21 years this, this Jill, year. Jill, I hope you're listening. Oh, she totally is. I'm going <laughs> to totally hear about this. Um, or 22. I don't know. After you've been married for a while, it's just like the increments of five that start to matter. Just like your age. You know, it's like I turned 40. I'm not really going to care until I turn 45. Like, uh, I usually ask her, I'm like, how old am I? Um... <clears throat> But, um, you know, we're in a really good place. And, and, and part of that uh, is, is us being intentional about that. It's us being intentional about our marriage and, and making it a focus and staying focused. Even after we had kids saying that, you know, these kids are transients. They're moving out eventually. So, we're, you know, when they do, it's going to be us. And so we're going to have to always, you know, be focused on, on keeping our relationship healthy. We want to... We wanna, uh, model a healthy marriage to our children so they can grow up and know what a healthy relationship is um that's work you know i always um thrilled when you know people tell me hey your kids are really well behaved my kids do well in school that's because we care and we put in the work to make our kids do well you know like my kids hate it every day they come home how is school Um, that's the question i always ask every day and you know it's boring but you know that uh asking every day when things aren't aren't going well and they and they give me that same you know it was boring but they you know kids I mean everybody's like this when people say if you know them and you've kind of established the baseline then when they say oh it's fine but it doesn't sound like the the other times and you're like okay so what's going on um that's because I'm intentional this we're intentional with our kids and how we raise them and um that takes work um and so so if you have things that you want to accomplish in life, understand that 
in order to do that, you're going to have to go through the struggle of getting there, of, of doing the work. Just like I was talking about the story, uh, the dream giver, the, the character, he had to do the work to make it look like what he wanted it to be. Um, and so most things that we want in our life to, to, to achieve are on the other side of, of, of these trials and tribulations that we're going to be going through. Um, yeah, so I mean, you got to continue just to push forward, um, and this this is where grit, I mean, comes into play. Um, you know, as uh, this past week, you know, we have um, Caleb and I um, live free, which is a you know standalone nonprofit that um, where we you know endeavor to, to mentor men and, and grow them, help them to grow into who God has called them to be, and. Um, my nephew was there with us at the Sunday meeting, and my sister, we were doing Easter dinner with the guys, and, um, you know, what my nephew said was kind of um, one of those things, he's like, you know, if if Aaron, he said, if my uncle hadn't, basically, I'll say it in a nutshell, he's 15, so, you know, he's not done speak real clear, <laughs> basically, he's like, uh, if, uh, you know, my uncle hadn't surrendered to God and pursued him, would this be taking place right now i don't know i mean maybe god would have used somebody else um to bring it all together i mean that that's what god wants to do he can do that um and that's beside the point but the the point being i get to be a part of it right now because i, I endured through the difficulties and, and pushed forward and now it gets to be a part of my story where you know, god god would have reached the people he wanted to reach done the things he wanted to do but I, I get to be a part of it now, you know, um, and uh, the things that, that I get to do that, that are bringing joy to my life um, are because I went through discomfort and I continue to go through discomfort um, and, and we do, we lose sight of that, um, you know, great, greatness is on the other side of hard, however you want to, there's a hundred different ways to say this verse, or not verse, but this line, and, and they all mean the same thing, that you've got to, you've got to get on the other side, um, and stop thinking that there's an easy button, um, that's a lie, there, there's not, um, and if you're always looking for the easy button, um, nothing, nothing will change, uh, you're, you'll go through life, and you'll continue to fall short, and we just need to learn to, to stay vo focused and um, and push towards our goals, which is uh, Caleb's subpoint here. We're gonna stay focused on our goals, whatever it may be. Uh, one last verse I wanted to share is out of First Peter, um, and so this kind of falls in line with what Paul said and what James said in those other verses, Romans five three through five and James one two through four. It says this: In His kindness, God has called you to share in His eternal glory by means of Christ Jesus. So after you have suffered a little while, after you've suffered a little while, he will restore, support, and strengthen you, and he will place you on a firm foundation. All power to him forever. Amen. Um, and, you know, even in this, I mean, it resembles uh, Philippians 3, 12 through 14, right? I don't, I don't want to say that I've already achieved these things or that I've already reached perfection, but I press on to reach that perfection for which Christ Jesus first possessed me. No, dear brothers and sisters, I have not achieved it, but I focused on one thing, forgetting the past and looking forward to what lies ahead. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God, through Christ Jesus, Jesus is calling us, right? As we stay focused, as we push forward, um, embrace the suck, right? I mean, right here, share in his eternal glory by uh, Christ Jesus uh, after you've suffered a little while. Um, all of this points to um, that, that crown of glory, right? <laughs> right? Um, and it may be, some of that may be on this side of, of heaven. Um, your life may be crap until the bitter end. Uh, but guess what? I mean, God, part of God's promise is um, even if that's the case, 
on the other side, um, there's eternal joy um, and, and the presence of God, um, and it, that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, Mother Teresa never <laughs> lived in a mansion, and, no. you know, at the end of that, I mean, she lived out her faith, but, you know, this is... Uh, yeah, but she's Catholic. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for telling that completely serious moment there, but... Um, no, that is a good point. But, you know, the thing a, is... She was good. Yeah, so the thing is, you know, but... Um, you know, we we always because we're we're time constrained beings. We we look at life and we're like, God, oh, but this is so long. But you know, we're we're talking about you know th- things in relation to eternity, and and so our life is just a, a blink in, compared to eternity. And so while we may suffer and struggle here, you know, we believe in an eternity of of living in the presence of God after this life. And, um, you know, the, the struggles and tribulations and all that stuff is going to pass away when we get to that place. Um, and so, you know, um, just, yeah, keep your focus on, on God where it belongs and, and understand that this is, you know, while it, it feels like it's going to go on forever, it, it's, it's a temporary it's a temporary, we're in a temporary condition right now and, and yeah. that eventually we're going to get through there. And that's one other saying I've heard um, that's really good, you know, and it's basically um, if you're going through hell, keep going, you know, mm-hmm. don't, and that's uh, what I would, t- you know, finish this off with is if you're going through tough stuff, you know, keep going, right? Don't stop. Don't stop and just sit there and, and wallow in it. Man, just keep moving forward and eventually you're going to come out on the other side and hopefully if you've, you know, kept your focus on your goals and on, on what God's calling you to, you're coming out of, out of it as a better person. Um, so that's what I would finish on. I do want to say just to, to, to finish that, uh, um, the books I mentioned, that was the, the dream giver of Bruce Wilkins. I think it's Wilkinson. It might be Wilkerson, but you'll find it on Amazon. And then, um, one of the, the book I was reading about grit, grit by Angela Duxworth is really good. Um, so those are two. I just want to make sure you, if you missed it earlier, that's uh, something you can look up, and I would encourage you to read. Anything else? No, that's it. Um, I think we covered it. I mean, hopefully you enjoyed today's episode. Hopefully it challenges you um, to push forward, persevere. Uh, man, take take a moment and, and share today's episode with somebody you feel like could impact, um, be impacted from from what was spoken. Um, and uh, hopefully it you know hopefully just blesses you. And uh, um, we look forward to again you being back with you next week. Be sure to check us out on social media, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and uh, um, we just, we're grateful for you guys. If you have any questions, you can reach out to us. Um, you can call the church office, 918-283-2221, um, or email us at info at cedarpoint.church. If you are struggling and, and you don't feel like you, man, have the grit right now to push through, and you're like, I just I just can't do it on my own, um, well, one, you're not supposed to do it on your own, so reach out to us. We'd love to connect with you um, and journey with you, but we, we love you guys. We're grateful for you, and we will see you right back here next week.